0: Straight up, straight up in the air. Robada says mine, it is his. And the day and the evening belong to South Africa. They have outbatted, ball. Australia, that is a comprehensive win. I think if we want to be challenging for this tournament, you've got to try and find a way in all conditions, and that's for the bowlers to try and take wickets and and for the batters to try and score runs. Not much needs to be said tonight. I think everyone's hurting. Um, So we've got a few days, the next game's here as well, so we'll group and um, regroup, and, yeah, everyone's hurting, so we'll try and make amends.
1: Pat Cummins there, speaking after South Africa knocked off the Aussies by 134 runs in the ODI World Cup. The Aussies are now winless from their first two games. To tell us what the hell went on, is one of the better analysts in cricket. His name is Trent Copeland. Trent, thanks so much for your time.
0: Yeah, thanks, Kane. Uh, so we're going to talk about AFL this morning, are
1: we? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done we've done enough of that. The season's over. But like. <laughs> Will you Take me through this. The Aussies win the toss, they bowl, and have you ever seen an Aussie attack which is stacked with world-class quicks look so impotent?
0: Um, I mean, the, the answer is actually yes. I, I have seen in the subcontinent this sort of thing happen before. And, and it, when you get two of the top three batters of an opposition, like, and particularly the calibre of Quentin de Cock. Um, playing as well as they did. I think we do, we do need to acknowledge how well South Africa are playing right now. Um, mm. So there is that. But it is grim. <laughs> it is grim. Mm. And as Patty said in that interview that you just played, you know, everyone's hurting, everyone realises that we need to significantly change. I, I just wonder, uh, all of our lead-up tournaments, all of our, uh, I guess, ODI cricket in recent times, we haven't had this 11 that we played with last night and even the one that we played with in Game 1 together as a unit and particularly playing in subcontinental conditions. So, I guess my question is, do we have the right cattle on the field? Mm. Um, and the absence of Ashton Agar, I think, shouldn't be underrated. I, I think Glenn Maxwell bowling 10 overs, 2 for 34 is as good a evidence. And this is no slight on Glenn. He's bowling beautifully. But if we have Ashton Agar in the lineup, I think we're a very different proposition in terms of winning the toss bowling in the subcontinent. Because as soon as as the ball starts to stop and hold in the surface, the quicks are not as effective, even though they are world-class. And opposition teams like we saw Jadasia do the other night when we played against India, they just can tear us to shreds, no matter how good our batting group is. So, yeah, that's my summation of where things are at at present.
1: It's pr- probably pretty accurate as well, considering the selection of the side. They're, they're probably a bit confused as well. So Inglis comes in um, for Carey. Stoinis plays. His record, you know, I guess, in his last thirty ODIs is is underwhelming. Certainly with the bat, and he bowled two overs last night. So the the, the selectors know exactly what they want. They they feel a bit confused as well.
0: Yeah, and look, it's a tough game. I, I think we we have a unit of players that. Largely, despite when I say this team hasn't been together, I think if you hadn't made me guess before the tournament what our team would be, I would have guessed this lineup. You know, maybe Alex Carey in, no Josh Inglis. But, you know, the, the formation of the team is probably what I expected. But now that we're 0-2, I'm really fascinated to see where we go with this. Because mm. I think all-rounders in Australia and depth of batting and things like that are essential. And even having three quicks in Australia is essential. But over in India, it's a different story. So we are going to get the luxury of playing against potentially some lesser opposition in the next couple of games to help the guys find their groove. Um, but I wonder you know, what are the changes that we can make, you know, without Ashton Agar over there? Um, you know, what, what can we do to make things drastically different?
1: Yeah. And that's the bowling side of things, which we have focused on and, I mean, it's, it's always difficult as a batting side in those conditions to chase like, a total as big as 311, but that's not daunt, like, that's not a daunting total with the way cricket is played now. So to then go four for 20 we were after eight overs and, yep. and no one apart from Labashane, but he was slow, looked like they were going to do anything. So the, the batting is a concern as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and again, you know, Travis Head's probably the guy that we're missing there that would have been at the top and was in scintillating form against South Africa in that lead-up tournament, so it's a real shame in that regard, but I mean, Manus Labuschagne wasn't in our initial World Cup squad, and he's our only batter that's scoring any runs. Um, he tried to play the anchor role last night. But I, the one thing that I cling to, mate, is I, I go back to that India game, and We put up what I call a modest total, but we did have them three for two and then had Virat Kohli dropped, Um, you know, and it was a bit of a sitter. Mitch Marsh would love to have that one back, I'm sure. Um, But, you know, there's certainly times in this tournament where, despite being 0-2, we have had some bright spots. So it's not all doom and gloom, but, oh, man, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, uh, if I'm in that camp, I've got to have a serious look at where we're going with this, um, and come out with a fresh attitude for Game Three.
1: I want to ask you about that in a tick, but it was the triple whammy, wasn't it? Like very rarely does a, a, an Australian cricket side fail with the ball, the bat, and in the field. So six catches yeah. they put down. You mentioned the one in Game One with Mitch Marsh. Like, so the little things, the one is that we, we're usually so strong about, it. is that a concern as well?
0: Yeah. Well. You know, look, these guys are elite athletes. They do this, you know, in their sleep most days. But what I, my personal opinion on when fielding goes awry is it's a bit of a barometer. Mm. You know, it's a bit of a, where's our head at? How's our concentration going? Are we getting caught up in the moment? Things like that, as opposed to just focusing on the, the here and now and trusting that our skills will be good enough. So, um, that's where I think that's a complete assumption from the other side of the world watching this tournament, but. Um, yeah, I think the Aussie team prides themselves on fielding. Um, and in the subcontinent where we're up against it in foreign conditions, it's stuff that we just need to lap up and be better at. So I've got no doubt, Yeah, as Patty said, we're hurting. We're definitely going inside, having a bit of a look at how we can make things better. Um, and I think that's one area that, you know, no-brainer, they'll be better than that.
1: It's a long tournament, isn't it? So still seven group games left. Probably got to win, I don't know, six out of those seven. Play Sri Lanka on Monday. Haven't played New Zealand or England yet. Like, it's a mammoth task, but they're over there for a long time.
0: Yeah, they are. And that's, I guess, the good thing out of this is Australia have had that reality check that most teams will have during this tournament at some point. They've had it from the get-go.
1: And I think they've
0: been almost kicked in the teeth and said, right, what you're doing, what you may have prepared to come here and do is maybe not good enough. Um, we need to maybe change how we're doing things, what our game plan is, or really just be better. You know, and We know our team is good enough to compete at the international level. So um, that's the luxury of the new format of the World Cup. Uh, one group, play everyone. And um, it's really, as you said, they've mm. got to beat Sri Lanka in the next game just to start getting some momentum in the camp.
1: Is it still as prestigious as what it once was, the World Cup? Oh, big time.
0: Yeah, big time. There's a bit of chat around about where ODI cricket lands in the spectrum at the moment, just because Mm. of the scheduling and things like that. And it's maybe, you know, in the public's eye, and even, you know, Ben Stokes retired from one day cricket, you know, 12 months ago, and he's now back for the World Cup. I think that's as good an example of what this means to players um, as there is. So, yeah, maybe the odd two-game tournament on the other side of the world when you haven't been home for six months is maybe uh, one of those things that players are looking to go, oh, maybe I'm home for that. Um, But a World Cup is, you know, up there with an Ashes, India away in Test cricket, things like that. So Mm. it's massive. And Australia's history in World Cups is so rich that we can't afford to be, you know, getting knocked out in the group stages with only one or two wins. So the boys have got to aim up and they know that better than anyone.
1: Trent, mate, appreciate your time. I was hoping to get you on when I knew you were coming on. I hope it was going to be after an Aussie win, but pretty clearly that wasn't <laughs> going to be the case after the way that South Africa started with the bat. Mate, appreciate it. Always generous with your time. Thank you.
0: No, no worries. I'm confident, though. It's been a grim start, but the boys will get right.